This is Bulls Beat on USF Bulls Unlimited. Each weekday morning, Bulls Beat is your stop for exclusive interviews, highlights, and the very latest on all sports at the University of South Florida. With today's show, here's your host, Derek Sharp. It is baseball season, so pretty near time that we finish up our baseball preseason interviews. You're going to hear from a trio of pretty noteworthy lefties. Drew Brutcher, you might have heard of him in a couple of fantastic freshmen from last season, now sophomores, Marcus Bodell and Jackson Mayo. We've also got a preview of everything else that's going on this weekend. The women's basketball team can clinch the conference championship. Men's basketball hosting Tulane on Charlie Bradley night. We've got tennis in action this weekend as well. In our second segment, we've got track and field head coach Eric Jenkins and one of his many tremendous student athletes, the AAC Field Athlete of the Week. As a matter of fact, Romaine Beckford, who broke the record in the high jump. He seems to do that every time out, but actually admits that he wasn't at his best the last couple of times out, but, well, now he's the best in school history. So that's all coming up on the show. We'll end the hour with Around the American. We'll tie it into, of course, the Bulls and both the basketball standings. It's been an incredible couple of nights. One game that we talked about yesterday benefited the women's basketball team in their title quest and some real drama on the men's basketball side, including a huge matchup that Memphis took from UCF last night. Again, that's at the end of the hour. Let's get right into it as it'll be the baseball opening series going up against the Maryland Terrapins. Pretty strong opponent to get things going with. Most of the Bulls opponents this year are very strong. This one happens to be ranked number 13 in the country. And why is that, Bulls head coach Billy Mole? Uh, they won 48 games last year. They lost just a few guys off that team. They're very offensive. They got two All-Americans on the mound for them. So they're going to be ready to play. I mean, they, they hosted a regional and a super regional for the first time in their program history. And uh, they're a very well-coached ball, ball club, and it's, it's going to be right out of the gates, see what we're made of. 48 wins for Maryland was a program record. They did not lose a single Big Ten series. They hosted a regional, actually won their first game in the regional against Long Island 23-2 before slipping up in their first game against UConn. Then they beat them in 11 innings before getting eliminated by the Huskies. They return many of the key figures, though they lost a couple of big pieces from that team, including the all-Big Ten pitcher type Jason Savakul. He was 8-3 with a 2.93 ERA, struck out 123 in a little more than 107 innings. Luke Schliger was their top hitter, and he's back and ranked the number one catcher in the country. Hit 3.53 with 12 homers and 58 RBI. They did lose their hitters number two and three, including Chris Aline, 79 RBI with 24 homers. So they did lose a couple of big sticks, but of course, after their success, they've added some pieces via the transfer portal. One returner, who was their fourth top hitter. They hit 308 as a team, by the way. Nick LaRusso, the third baseman, who hit 322 with 15 homers and drove in 70. He's back. Their shortstop is ranked the number three shortstop in the country. You get the idea. We'll talk a lot more about Maryland when we hit the air at 615 tonight. From USF, yours truly will be on the microphone. Ryan Urquhart will be calling the Saturday and Sunday action on the strike on Saturday and, of course, back on Bulls Unlimited on Sunday. Why, I'll be with softball in Clearwater on Sunday and with women's basketball. Yeah, we got a lot going on, but let's, before we lay out the full schedule, give you our final interviews in order. Some lefties that had pretty good seasons. Drew Brutcher's had a couple of good ones and is named one of the top sluggers as far as all the watch list goes. And then two who were pretty strong as freshmen last year, 
Dunedin's Marcus Brodell followed by Jackson Mayo. Drew Brutcher, great to see you again, buddy. And uh, listen, listen, we just have visual memories of you launching balls out of the park. What do you do to keep sort of sharp during the offseason? I know you probably play a lot during the summer. What what kind of you, do you do? And I know fall ball is also a big thing. Uh, this summer I played up in Cape Cod. You know, it was a good experience for me to keep my body right and playing-wise doing good and stuff. So and then other than that, I go home, hit with my dad and a couple of friends and stuff like that. Yeah, your dad, uh, does he still have it, by the way? Yeah, he's that was a lot of BP to us and stuff like that. <laughs> nice. That's not a little bad bad side benefit. Where did you play uh, at Cape Cod, in the Cape Cod League? Falmouth. Sounds like it would just be a typical Northeast city. Did, did you get to experience a little bit of uh, fun up there besides baseball? It was definitely a little different. You know, Falmouth, there wasn't really a lot to do. It was just, I mean, not nothing like Tampa or anything like that. So it was a new experience for me. And did you have anybody uh, – I'm curious how those teams come together. Uh, did you have anybody that you played against that you knew that was on your team? Uh, no. Nah. They weren't um, on my team, but I played against Nelson Rivera and all of them and a couple of kids I knew from, like, Little League and stuff like that that were up there. Any Bulls pitchers throw to you? Uh, no, they did not. Okay, that would have been a little unusual. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, uh, fall ball, I talked to Daniel about that, and he said that you guys really – got pushed this fall i know it's not just you know a week or two it's a, it's a full investment mm. what benefits do you think came from it and sort of take us through your version of uh, how it went i mean it's definitely good for all of us playing every, every saying every single day you know lifting and stuff like that and you know it gets us each other better now one thing that uh probably you don't hear uh, when it comes to you much but i'll go ahead and give you some love for it is your you you're pretty decent in the outfield. Uh, you you play play anywhere out there. Have you been working on that? And where could you play? I mean, center seems like it was pretty comfortable. Where do you like to play? I like to play anywhere in the outfield. It's wherever coach needs me, wherever he needs me to do to win the game. So whatever he needs. All right. Speaking of winning games, uh, probably uh, didn't win as many as you wanted to last year, but I know you've got a talented team. Speak about what you think you guys can accomplish this year and kind of uh, how you're getting pushed in that direction maybe by the coaches. Uh, so, like, our schedule is very different than last year. We have a much harder schedule at the beginning. Um, that's going to test us to see what kind of team we are, see if we can be the top ten teams and stuff like that. So just moving on to, like, conference, I feel like we'll be ready for that, and then we'll see what we got. All right. Can't wait to see you. Thanks a lot. Yes, sir. Thank you. So as we're wrapping up here with a couple of the standouts on the team, Marcus, uh, first of all, I got to ask you, you know, people don't get to experience like I'm doing, so I'm kind of taking it for granted. So sort of the behind the scenes stuff. Uh, how enjoyable has the video and the photo shoot been going for you guys? Um, I mean, yeah, it's been it's been really fun, you know, last day and a half, two days. Like it's been a lot, but at the end of the day, you're just getting dressed up, looking good and looking good for yourself you all know? right who's uh who's some of the big i know you don't get to see everybody but uh, based on either just this experience or in general who are some of the biggest clowns and uh, hams and actors on the team um i'd have to say for sure daniel Cantu. <laughs> he's sneaky he he acts serious around everybody but he's he's a clown for sure He's so he's so cool. I mean, it just has to be all cool and yeah. casual. But he he can let it loose. Yeah, he does. <laughs> all right. So do you get to let it loose more in your second season? Did you feel a little bit like you had to sort of tiptoe in as a freshman? I mean, your 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 performance on the field didn't show that, but did you sort of hold back a little bit? Um, I would say yeah, a little bit at first. But once it hit spring, it was like we were all bonded really well. I mean, it kind of just felt like a second family out there. So I had no problem like showing how I actually act when. I'm with one of my best friends as if it was the whole team. Nice. Uh, and y now you're kind of uh, seeing 
as you've got experience, even more newcomers come in, you know kind of what it's like being a new guy. How do you think is everyone is blending together and uh, uh, just talking to us and meeting some of these new people? It seems like a good group. Uh, yeah, I would definitely think that this group this year, we bonded a lot quicker than last year. Like everybody, we all know each other. Like we all know everybody's going through how their day is going. Like we all keep up like uptight with each other really well. Nice. Now, the coaching staff, I'm sure, and from what I've heard, talking to Ben about the Omaha challenges and talking to Daniel, actually, about fall ball, he said you guys got pushed pretty much to the limit, which is a yeah. good thing. Uh, can you sort of address that as far as what the coaching staff has you guys thinking? Um, I would say, yeah, they, they have a good idea of what they're doing. You know, I think this year they kind of pushed us more to see how far we could go without quitting, hmm. you know, see how far we could push ourselves just – as a team, really. You mean, like, physically? Yeah. Okay. Who's Who's got the most, like, endurance on the team? Like, who's the most stud athlete? Right now, endurance would definitely be Mason. Mason or Dylan Vega. Really? Yeah, they got it. That's good insight. Look for Marcus in the photos, but thanks for stopping by on the radio side in the meantime. Of course. Awesome. Thank you. With Jackson Mayo, first of all, great to see you back. And, uh, great to be here. It was tremendous what you did last year. Did you exceed your expectations? What really did you think was going to happen your first year? Um, I don't really think I put too many expectations on myself. You know, Just the biggest thing as a freshman, you just want to come in and play. You, know, you just want to make a name for yourself and you know, do good, help the team win. And I was uh, blessed to be able to put myself in a position to do that. Well, I mean, prodigious home runs, but you did a lot more than that, obviously. I want to start there before we finish up with what I think you know what we're going to finish up with. Uh, the power, is it something that has developed or was, has it been rapidly over the last couple of years? You know, I think it's developed a lot over the last year. You know, I've never hit nine home runs in a season before. Hmm. And last year, that's what I did. You know, in high school, I only had seven all four years. So. Usually see it the other way around. It comes yeah. down in college. So Yeah, I guess, you know, got stronger, got in the weight room, you know, you know, faster pitching in college, you know, goes out harder so that's true yeah so i was able to put good swings on it you know power came now uh we gotta assume that you're gonna you know uh, be right back there in the middle of the order but are you getting some competition from some of these newcomers that are coming in this year they're the you know college transfers along with a couple freshmen yeah we got a lot of good players coming in you know coach Moore did a good job in the transfer portal and you know recruiting we're gonna have a really good lineup this year i think we're gonna rake so i'm excited for that sounds good and then last thing I'm not going to ask you to describe the catch because <laughs> everyone knows what happened. Around. That ball is stroked to right field. Looks like it could be out of here. Going back on it. And oh, my goodness! Mayo goes over the wall. Did he catch it? Is he okay? Folks, this is unbelievable. Are they going to say he caught the ball? No one has signaled. He tumbled backwards over the wall. I couldn't even tell you who was swinging the bat. Noah Orlando. And I tell you what. Mayo caught the ball. I mean, folks, this was unbelievable. Backwards, tumbling over the wall, and you can see a fan point saying he caught it. He caught it. That was incredible. But you were the only guy that was out there, and I love watching back the replay to see the people's reaction in the outfield. Did, do, was everyone actually, even though they were UCF fans, helping you up and that kind of thing, what were they saying to you? Yeah, you know, you know, you would think because they're UCF fans, they'd be like, "Oh, you didn't catch it, oh." But it was like they were really nice to me. They were like, "Oh, wow, like nice catch, man! Like that's like the best catch I've seen." You know, like they helped me up. They were like, "Hey, umpire, he caught the ball." Well, that's good to yeah, know. Yeah, you know, like they were really supportive of me. 
in that moment. That that's about what I thought, but it's good to hear you confirm it. And secondly, mm-hmm. uh, how painful was it? Oh, it hurt bad. It hurt really bad. Yeah, um, my neck hurt. I went to the training room like like the day after. Uh, didn't feel good, but. You know, it felt good to catch the ball. Let's uh, let's plan on just normal catches from here on yeah. out. If you have to go over, we'll do. But take it easy. Thank you very much, Jackson. Thank you. If you missed it, we posted yesterday a couple of other challengers, and Billy Mole spoke a little bit about the infield and the outfield. There's going to be some competition for spots. So if you missed transfer shortstop from Stony Brook, Stanton Luthner, and transfer third baseman from Marshall, Travis Sankovich, we posted those to the Unlimited Unloaded page. That's SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast type, Unlimited Unloaded. You can catch those interviews. But here's a little bit of the head coach speaking about specifically the competition for hitting spots. You know, I think that's going to be determined early in the season. The, the good thing about depth is it breeds competition. Um, you know, it could be a situation where somebody wins a job and gets it outright, but there's always somebody on their heels. It could be a situation where not all of them are right-handed. Some of them are left-handed, where we have a platoon situation against righty and lefty pitching. Uh, but it's good to have it's good to have depth. I think this is the most depth we've had position player wise since I've been here. You ended up moving some guys around last year, and I'm just thinking about the outfield now. I mean, we got a lot of guys that are returners: uh, Jackson and Marcus and Drew and Bobby uh, and Cantu. So, is that going to be a serious competition too? Yeah, I mean, obviously all of them are left-handed hitters too. Right, so yeah. we've we've moved Cantu over to first base. Um, I don't want to say permanently, but he's pretty good. He was an infielder in high school, and he's really good around the bag. So then you got Marcus Brutcher, Mayo. You got Pablo Ruiz from UCF, and we have some some young freshmen that you could see out in the outfield. Um, so again, that's. That's the best part about this is there's competition all over that field. Whatever the lineup is, you're going to hear it here first. We do know the starting rotation, and it's pretty interesting. You would have maybe assumed Ethan Brown is the most experienced returning starter in there, but no. Hunter Mink, who was the closer for most of the year, will get the first start. Then it's going to be Nolan Hootie. That's not a surprise. And Austin Grouse, those are the guys that at times had sort of a one-two. They would take things over in the middle of games, but they'll be starting the games this weekend. We'll have them all for you. And incidentally, when Marcus Brodow mentioned Dylan Vega, he was on the team last year as a pitcher. Mason is Mason Manriquez, a transfer from Duke. 